So, before we do the review for our dynasty, I found out a fun fact about Elizabeth Gillies. Um, she was born on July 26th, which she is a Leo, just like me, who was born July 27th. And I was curious about her singing so much, and she is a singer. She actually was on Broadway when she was 15. Oh, wow. And I found that was awesome because you can't ever tell. You know whether they're really singing or not. It seemed she seemed unusually good at singing, and also, which this has nothing to do with this show, but I found out also that Shit's Creek uh, Patrick is in a band. He has a band, so he's also a singer. Oh, that's cool. And so I had wondered why he was so good with the Broadway thing. Um, so yeah, that's cool that they're both singers and they're getting a chance to do it on on their shows so yeah I just want to bring that up well with uh, Elizabeth Gillies <clears throat> I know that I had seen somewhere maybe about a year ago on TV that she had uh, released an album or she had done some singing or something like that I had completely forgotten about it until I hmm. watched this last episode so okay I, so you already kind of knew okay I wasn't completely surprised to see her singing, but I did not realize that she was so talented. Um, yeah. I also did not know that she was on Broadway. Right. Yeah, I didn't either until about an hour ago. <laughs> I was because I was curious. Um, yeah. So as far as the episode, this um, that unfortunate dinner which is the first episode in season four. I can't believe it's already been four seasons. I've watched I the know. first three seasons so much. I probably know a lot of the, <laughs> the words by heart. <laughs> wow. I am I'm a big fan. Um, so this uh, the dinner is their, what is it, pre-wedding dinner, like rehearsal dinner. They don't rehearsal actually rehearse. Yeah, they don't actually rehearse anything but it's supposed to be about the dinner and then it ex ends up being just a bunch of drama, um, which is kind of, <laughs> that's well, kind of the show. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, of course, because it's Dynasty. <laughs> that, that was crazy. Um, I don't even know where to start with it. I mean, there was just so much. So much so going much on. <laughs> um, why don't you start? You might have a starting point. Okay. So, dinner. I think that that unfortunate dinner, the basic montage of it was all about the state of everybody's marriages. Uh, like, Ryan, was he actually trying to stay around? Or is it <laughs> fate, as he says? And then, of yeah. course, you know, we have Fallon and Liam getting married. That's the basis of the episode. And then we have Blake trying to save the Carrington Atlantic and also get Crystal back. And then the priest shows up. Yes, the priest shows <laughs> up. That was funny. <laughs> um... 
that, yeah, you're right. You're you're actually right. We're talking about the different the different uh, marriages, <laughs> and Blake is like busy, busy trying to keep his company. You know, like Crystal says, you know, you can't take a break. You know, even when your daughter is getting married, and it doesn't really matter whether she's there or not. You know, he's too busy doing other stuff. But she kind of knew he was already like that. But then you know it's funny. Maybe she didn't know because she's the second crystal. And there was even a, there was a time where I literally got lost in crystals during this episode because I started thinking, which crystal is she? Wait a minute. She's not the original. She's the second, third person playing the second one. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she's the second person playing crystal, but then she's the second crystal of this new dynasty 2.0 <laughs> and then i got twisted i got twisted on that <laughs> and then we even have not a person but an object the crystal cake topper yeah that would that i think that's when i started getting a little twisted what yeah. crystal oh they're talking so about the crystals. cake toppers yes exactly i'm sure that was on purpose but it was like what yeah <laughs> That had to be on purpose. Yeah, considering how many times I've seen it, I should not have been that confused, but it took me a minute. Um, Especially when Crystal was talking about her dad, because it's like, I remember the other Crystal, and I feel like I relate her more to her father, because he was actually in those episodes. The few times he was in, it was when we were with the second Crystal. Yeah. I've never seen her dad with this crystal. So when she mentioned him, I almost that's that's what happened. When he she mentioned her dad, I thought, that's not your dad. <laughs> you, know? you got confused because that's what twisted me up. Because, because I've never seen her hair. with him. Yeah. Exactly. I'm thinking of the you know, the other one with the long dark hair. That's what happened. Exactly. Well, how could you not get confused, though? There's been so many. There's been five thousand crystals. Yeah. <laughs> and then two, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, when we weren't when we weren't on the call, you talked about the two Alexis. Says Alexis. Yeah. Two Alexis. <laughs> Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two people playing Alexis. Yeah, and this is the second one. And I don't know about whether I like her better than Nicolette. I actually like Nicolette Sheridan because Crystal, I mean, good grief, because Alexis is over the top personality. And I was thinking about this when I watched the first season is that Alexis literally killed not only the baby, but a person and she's still walking free. Yeah. I don't really understand how that's happening. And then Adam killed his mom. And I feel like he did something else. Um, But it's like, and there's Scott Free, and no one's even talking about it anymore. Like, yeah, Crystal wanted to kill Alexis in the last season, but it didn't happen. And of course that wasn't the right response. I mean, I think that's what jail is for. 
Yeah. Um, but still, she's roaming free. She's making deals. She's got money. She's, you know, doing all this stuff like she didn't do anything. And that was kind of what I was thinking about when I was seeing Alexa's this time. It's like she's got free and she's still making deals and no one's made a deal, a big, yeah, she, no one's made a big deal about it. And I kind of don't like that. Um, you think that there needs I feel to... like that's some kind of cup of come up for her. Yeah, um, there needs to be she needs to be held accountable for what she's ex- done. Exactly. And maybe not kill her, but something has got to happen. Um and maybe they obviously this was about the wedding and they haven't gotten to stuff like that yet. Well, there's but, already um, been so much else going on. Yeah, that's true. But um yeah, the way that um, Blake was like, you know, well, she's just, she just keeps on, you know, showing up, you know, like he didn't, he didn't make it in, into a big deal at, at any point. Maybe because um, he's so focused on his business. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what's got to come to a head. Um, so what else do you have to say about the first episode? I know I was talking about other things, but yeah. I, I think Cher Nicolette was just as good as this person in the Alexis yeah. role. That's my my opinion. Well, I I agree with you that Nicolette Sheridan is great at what she does. The characters that she plays, the over the top characters, I think she she just fits them perfectly. I just don't know what it is, but you know how sometimes and an actress or actor will will grade on you i don't know exactly what it is <laughs> yeah but i, I know it. i mean don't get me wrong i think that she plays those characters extremely well but that's uh, true for the rest of the episode i was just amazed at how many things went wrong Fallon even said that she thought the wedding was cursed, and I can see why she would think that. Yeah, exactly. First, we had we already referenced the crystal cake topper. First of all, wasn't it supposed to be gold? Yes. And then, (laughs) not only was it the wrong cake topper, but then it broke. It shattered into pieces. Yeah, Liam's head got cut off. Yes! Decapitated. Liam's head head got cut off. And then we had the pipe issues with the church, which I think we're probably going to get around to in the second episode. And then we had the florist back out. And rain was expected on their wedding day. That's already a lot, and we still got more to go through. And then the father to officiate the wedding had an allergic reaction to kiwi. <laughs> Wasn't it kiwi? I think it was kiwi that he had allergic an allergic yeah, reaction. Yeah, I, I think so. And then yeah. my favorite, my favorite one. No, actually, this is my second favorite one. Was during the wedding rehearsal when the caterer slipped, and then he yeah. accidentally oh jammed. The bottle into Liam's head on the canvas. That was so weird. <laughs> like, be careful. Yeah, and then the mom shows up. Of and all then, things. yeah, that's when the, the real drama started. Mom showed up. Even but more. The drama. best part was when you thought we were all done with this. 
the mm-hmm. priest that showed up to officiate the wedding, the next one that showed up yeah. was the dude that slept with Crystal. Crystal's lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Then Blake gets upset. <laughs> and then Blake gets upset. And then she said, but you slept with the, the groom's mother. He's like, oh, that was just one time. It didn't matter. I wasn't having an affair with her. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter because it was just once. It meant nothing. It meant nothing. (laughs) I actually think it was funny and sad the way she found out based on his heart rate, um, that his heart rate had spiked at the time that he was supposed to be doing a business meeting. And that's how she found out he had slept with her or something had happened (laughs) and of course he was in the middle of a business meeting right yeah like what happened no that could have been anything could have just got upset (laughs) come on it was a business meeting but anyway yeah that was a lot of stuff and then the ryan thing i think i really feel like he was up to to no good but then maybe he's just bad at he is like no game at all you know He has absolutely no game at all. Yeah. That's as opposed to Sam who has a lot of game game. What? I think that Sam, Sam Sam is so <laughs> Sam is adorable. Yeah, he's so adorkable. <laughs> adorkable. You know what was really I'm glad weird you checked to me? him out though. What was really weird oh, to me? Really weird. Uh Liam saved all the napkins from every restaurant. For every date that he and Fallon had? Um, I'm sorry. I do not believe that. That was the most bogus thing I'd ever heard of. That's no exactly way. what I thought. No I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's not I even don't, possible. I don't believe that that's true. No. 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 <laughs> now, maybe if it were a matchbook. Something you can grab on the way out the door, out the door. But a napkin—that's a girl thing. That's something a girl might do. Yeah, first of all, that's something that a girl might do. But even yeah, a she girl might slide one in her slide one in her purse. But even a girl wouldn't collect napkins from every single restaurant. Exactly, and even then, not everyone. She might slide one in her purse every now and then if she's feeling, you know, this was fun. You know, I want to remember it. But no. Not everyone. I thought that maybe it was supposed to be a joke, but they had nothing that came up afterwards. I mean, it was just kind of a cheesy moment after that. It felt like it didn't belong. That was very cheesy. I mean, even Landon wouldn't do that. Oh no, Landon wouldn't do that. (laughs) But apparently Leah will. (laughs) No. Liam seemed more like originally when he came into the picture he seemed more like a man of the world I mean seriously his writing name was what was it Johnny Southside or something <laughs> Billy Southside or something he seemed like he would be more like a worldly person I just can't see him doing that yeah I can't see him doing that either I could see her writing the song but I guess we're slipping into the other episode now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and maybe maybe just going to be a little mix, guys. Just so you know, <laughs> they kind of flow together from the night before to the day of, you know. Um, 
Yeah, that's a lot of things going on. And you know, I do, I see, I definitely see Fallon as one of those people that would be concerned about that kind of stuff. Because she seems, you know, very, um, and it is, despite all the money, she's very down to earth when it comes to family. Yeah. You know, she wants the kids in the house and everything. So that, I definitely see that. Um, and that's something that makes her character really likable. Right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, like every other character in the show, she can be extremely manipulative and calculating. But she plays... But to her, it's all... But Elizabeth Gillies plays the character so well. You know, right, she exactly. does a a fantastic job of melding those different aspects of her character. You know, she's not a one-dimensional character. Exactly. No, yeah, I think that's true. Exactly true. Um, she um, is like, I guess, very the, the opposite of her mother. Yes. Which very is, much so. Know, <laughs> because it's like she is more about the money and society and so it's good to have like a um like a mirror or the the opposite mirror the black mirror <laughs> the the opposite reflection whatever you want to call it you know and then her dad is all about the business the money and the business but we have to talk about dominique oh my god what is going on with that woman i um, don't know I feel like she's the way she is because she was left on her own and then she didn't have to be, you know, but according to what we learned in season three, she wasn't really on her own. Blake was sending her checks. Um, she stayed away only as long as she wanted to stay away. You know, and then she tried getting... to get, uh, uh, money from Blake again but he wouldn't give it to her until she did the thing with sending um, her son away Jeff mm -hmm. so now she's back on the payroll but then she decided what did she she decided to forget the money because she wanted to move in and make that show last season remember well in in the in the fourth season in this season though, she does visit her mom, and her mom, yes. mom ends up giving her the key to that safety box. Right. Yeah, I was curious about what was in that box. Now we know. Now we know. <laughs> so land rights. It's land rights. Blake owns the manor, but she actually owns the land. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because that's that there's, there's diamonds there. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. It almost sounds like it's more of a rumor. It's yeah. Honestly. I'm thinking maybe whether or not <clears throat> anything is actually under there, we'll have to see. Because it sounds more like a rumor. Um also Alexis owns that property too. Mm -hmm. But they didn't really bring that up because she, or did she just own, own the loft? That was a few seasons ago. 
that was like that first season we found out she owned some of that land um i don't know if it was just the part where the loft is the loft i think it might hers. just be that part okay so many people so, owning different parts of this estate <laughs> exactly right and it's funny because she didn't mention that when they were talking about it these two episodes she's more concerned with everything she could get now <laughs> like the company and the main house so that was kind of interesting um yeah it seemed like everybody was trying to, to blackmail each other if of course, because this wouldn't be Dynasty without that. But, you know, <laughs> there's so much going on in terms of how they're trying to get money and the rights to the estate. You know, like we have Alexis, Jeff, and uh, what's his name? We're in cahoots to make sure that Blake didn't get Adam. enough. Adam, thank you. Uh, that Adam didn't get enough oil to repay so Blake couldn't repay his assets right so he's trying to get Blake back for treating him the way that he did yeah Adam apparently doesn't care about any of the money he really just wanted the relationship with his father mm-hmm. and so he's all rejected and you know trying to hang on by teaming up with his mother <clears throat> yeah so it was, I do think it was, it was nice that after everything that happened, they still were going to get married. I thought, well, that's really good because they could have easily called it off. <laughs> I thought that was first, so sweet. Yeah. By the end of the first episode, they were still going to get married. So that was cool. I yeah. actually liked that because they could easily have gone the other way with it. <laughs> we Especially had with all, all of the, that stuff that happened in the previous episode that was going wa- mm-hmm. wrong with the wedding rehearsal and then don't don't on the wedding day Fallon refuses Yay. to wear flats and then she twists her broke her ankle yeah or, yeah twisted her ankle um yeah that that happened pretty fast um but again they still were gonna do it and I, I still think that it's cool. They just kept on moving forward. I thought it it's was okay. so hilarious. We can do this. <laughs> I thought it was so hilarious how how Fallon said that uh, even with a twisted ankle, she refused to yeah. wear flats. Exactly. She would just hobble down the aisle. That seems right. that's so that's so classic, Fallon. Yeah, and as she said, what did she say about? With a, a Sherpa in the right stiletto, she could climb Mount Everest. <laughs> yes, she could. Oh, I believe, you know, I believe that Fallon could do that if she really yeah. set her mind to it. Yeah, with the right stilettos, <laughs> like hiking boot stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Are they actually around? I wonder. It would have to be. It would have to be for her. Because um, I. I have a feeling, isn't that one of those mountains that's always cold or frozen or something? And maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> but I still, you hike. Ever, I, I don't know if ever. You hike in hiking boots. <laughs> but stiletto hiking boots seems like actually a pretty it good idea. Like a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not for actually climbing a mountain, but 
No, you could add that. Stylish purposes. Yes, for stylish purposes, absolutely. (laughs) A woman who has everything. What else do you need? (laughs) Yeah, so then the day came and they were still having issues, you know. Um, I really like that she agreed to just run off with Liam. (laughs) Forget everything they they bought and paid for let's just go she said the wedding's for the guest anyway yeah you know I was actually a tad surprised by that because Fallon is so much about pomp and riches and everything I mean look at how she reacted to the the cake topper Uh, maybe though it was just because she wanted everything to go a certain way for her wedding day um but then you brought up how she's also not only about riches and money, but also about family. So I yeah, guess it that's... makes it it ended up making sense that she actually ran off with Liam to the the high school auditorium or theater. Right. Um. There was some, I don't know, not an issue, but when I know everything was happening really fast. But when uh, Kirby didn't show up, um, I guess I kind of think somebody should have said what's going on. But then I, I forget that they got the text saying that she was on her way. But they yeah. didn't wait for her. Even though she was on her way, they didn't wait for her. That was still kind of like, eh, how much of a rush are you in that you can't wait for someone who says they're on the way? You know, a so that was kind of... Yeah, a little inconsiderate for the person rushing to help you. Um, except that we know she was knocked out. Um, and stabbed. Stabbed, yep. Oh, I'm calling it knocked out because who knows who's going to die. Oh, before before you comment on that, at the beginning of episode one, which we almost missed, what do we see? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. At the beginning of the episode, Fallon is at a funeral. Uh-huh. And it, hap- it happens so fast. Yes. That you do see her. She's looking sad. She's in between two empty seats, which I think is supposed to be some kind of symbol, right? And yeah. then we see that someone has died, right? So I just want to remind you of that because it happened really fast. And of course, I watched it twice now. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to forget that. No, I'm glad that you reminded me because, you know, there's not, it might not only be uh, Kirby, we have other options for who it can be. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The problem is that Kirby's really the only person that can die because obviously Blake is the show head you know for the episodes <laughs> yeah but Ethan would would she really go to Ethan's funeral and be that sad I can't really see her being sitting in front row at Ethan's funeral that's the only thing of course it could be someone that died later on we don't it said in the beginning it was six months earlier I think mm-hmm. I think I think it was six months I think it was six months that it says. So we have that time to figure it out. Someone does that. That's all we need. And I think they're wanting it. 
you know, that's kind of like how it started as, you know, well, we got this, yeah, got a few episodes to figure it out. <laughs> so I'm wondering, will it be addressed in the following episode or are we going to have to wait a few episodes? I think we're going to have to wait because I don't think Blake would have died. I don't even think necessarily think Kirby would have died. Um, I, I'm hoping it's Ethan. I'm sorry. I don't even know why he's still hanging around. <laughs> I well, I think don't... a lot of people would agree with you, though. I don't see his role being that important to still be here. I mean, we do care about the characters, though, of Blake and Kirby. We don't really care right. about... I mean, right. the audience is not supposed to care about Ethan. So you're not the only one hoping. I, right. I hope it's Ethan, too. I don't yeah. want it to be Kirby or especially Blake. Right. Yeah. I, I think Kirby is still alive. I think Blake's still alive. I think the funeral is some is someone further down that we haven't seen the episode yet. That's my guess. Yeah. However, however, in episode the, the first episode, there was something that happened when um which I've forgotten. Adam talked to the person that was supposed to be his helper. I'm thinking his hitman, I don't know, in Montana, it made it seem like the hitman had killed someone. But obviously it wasn't Anders because he showed up in the second episode. Originally, I swear that I thought he had been killed. Anders? In the first, yeah, in the first episode when um, Adam sent someone to Montana to see what was going on and why Anders was there. Uh. And he makes a comment about, did you take care of it? And I thought I thought he said that Anders was dead. But obviously I heard it wrong because he showed up in the second episode. You know what I thought was so strange? The way that Anders reacted to Kirby. Like when he saw her on the floor. And I know that he was just interested in... Um, Adam. Yeah. In, in, yeah, in Adam. But his reaction to seeing Kirby there on the floor, mm -hmm. it didn't seem real. Like yeah. he was very shocked. Yeah, like why not rush to her side? Forget Adam. Yeah. Was you know, that call strange one to you? Yeah, call 911, you know. It seemed like yeah, he was more invested in, in revenge than caring about Kirby. Yeah. Yeah, some things are weird. You know what? I even had a thought. Maybe all of this is just a bad dream from Fallon. Because a lot of stuff did go wrong in the first episode. In the Hilarious second episode, the second episode, less things went wrong, but a lot of stuff was still weird. I wonder if it's just a dream. <laughs> it's a it thought. could be. It could be. Is what you were Never saying know. about. You know, because if the characters aren't acting the way they normally act, that may be a sign that it's a dream that something else is at play well I don't know what's about I have no idea <laughs> but yeah you think he would have been more concerned about his daughter than Adam than Adam <laughs> or maybe it was just not great direction yeah I don't know it's pretty who knows pretty, pretty tight as far as everything else that was going on I mean yeah him finding her seemed like a good thing considering she'd kind of been left left behind in everyone else's thoughts at the moment 
And I also know that with uh, TV shows, when you have multiple scenes going on, the timeline might seem a little bit off, but it seemed like um, like Kirby had been there stabbed on the floor for so long. She had been there a while, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long she actually was there on the floor. You know, like, we had all these other scenes yeah, that, ha- that occurred before, but, you know, they could have been, they were probably going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because what was Adam supposed to be doing anyway? He was looking for her to find out if she heard from Anders, I think. But he was on the phone when he came to the door, I think. And then he saw her after he saw the bloody handprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's true. Everything's kind of happening at once. Yeah. And then we uh, go to the auditorium at the high school. What'd you think about that? Did you think it was cheesy or did you think it was perfect? I think for her to be able to sing the song, it was perfect. Um, I, I think the only thing that was weird, you know, was the fact that Ethan was, is Evan, I think it's Evan. I think it's Evan, I'm calling him Ethan. I think it's Evan. Evan, um, you know, I guess he orchestrated a lot of the things that went wrong, or at least a couple things that went wrong. Like the pipes. Um, Yeah. And then the preacher thing. Um, So just the fact that he he knew enough to go there. I actually thought he might not make it, and he didn't make it for the actual wedding. But, you know, she obviously has sent um, sent Kirby the the directions. Or I think Sam did. Sent Kirby the directions. And then, um, so he was able to get there, even though it was a few minutes late. But this whole thing with him really being involved, just so out of whack, you know. Oh, my sister. Oh, you loved me. Way, way, way. <laughs> you know, really get a life. You know, yeah. just get a life. <laughs> it seemed a little bit think. desperate. Yeah, it's so over the top, you know. Um, and I guess I realized that's what the show is about. Dynasty is all about. It's like being, you know, it's supposed to be over the top. Um, but then, you know, Blake showed up pretty quick. But then he knew where he was going, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he knew where he was going. Yeah. And then um, that thing when Liam and um, when they knocked um, those two off the stage. And it's so fast that you, they literally end it where you can't see what happened. You know, you yeah. see two people. And I actually watched it the, twice. They're I'm in thinking, the, the orchestra pit. Yeah, and I'm thinking, did I miss it? I haven't watched it again at the end. I went, no, I didn't miss it. They just, you know, fade to black, you know? It happened really fast. Yeah. And, you know, when, uh, before Evan and Blake show up, when uh, Liam and Fallon are sitting on the stage after after they say their, their vows mm-hmm. um, and then when Liam gets up and he says oh I'm gonna go to the car and get the champagne and Fallon's like oh yeah it's just nice and warm enough you know that that's when Evan's gonna show dun, dun. up you're like, just, yeah you're just waiting yes you have to have an opportunity to have one person 
left behind. And all I can say to people is, you know what? Don't stay behind. Always go with the other person. Really no reason to be hanging out by yourself. Yeah, always go with the other person, especially when you're alone in a theater. Come on. Yeah, and it's like, um, who's been in this theater all this time? Who else could be hanging out? You know, That's true. What day of the week is it? <laughs> Why well, is it even open? Are, did she have a key to the high school? How did she get in? How did she get in? Did she oh, have a key on. to the high school? It's Ellen Carrington. She can get in anywhere she wants to at any time. Is she, is she like Logan? Does she have the key to the cafeteria? Possibly. <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot of money too. That's true. Yes, because just in case you want to go back and hang out at your own auditorium, you gotta have that key. No, thank you. <laughs> it's like high school is bad enough without going backwards. But she had great memories. So. <laughs> she had great memories, and she kind of felt like she peaked in high school, I think she said. But wait, why is she going to public school anyway? I'm just, wait a minute. Why did she go to public school? Was it public school? I don't know. It's local. I guess it could oh, have been an like, academy she... of some sort. Why didn't she go to some boarding school in Switzerland or or some kind of like a that? private academy? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. That just came to my mind. <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to in the upcoming episodes? What do you um, want to see resolved? Ethan is gone. We're done. Evan. Evan. You know what? No, like, apparently now his name is Ethan. Just like what was it? You said Angela for Yeah, yeah, just like that just like I said, Angela instead of Amanda. Amanda, yeah. Yeah. Ethan is gone and Evan with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why you probably keep on saying Ethan. Because our last review was That's about true. legacies. Yeah. About and I think I, I I think I called it Ethan Evan then. I don't know. <laughs> it's the it's the guy that we don't want to see because his sister died and he had a crush on, on Fallon. And it's time for him to move on, literally. <laughs> I think he's kind of a throwaway character. They should just let him go. Moveon.org. <laughs> yeah, moveon.org. Bye-bye, Ethan Evan. Yeah, so that's a definite... Um, I would also like to see um, where um, Fallon and Liam are going to be living um, since, uh, I don't know, they may be at the manor with Alexis, but I just can't see it. I, I, I'd rather them get their own penthouse or something. I think that um, would be better. Yeah. Of course, I've always thought that about, you know, about Fallon, but apparently <laughs> she likes to be a homebody. We'll see. Um, I would like... Um, for Jeff not to get back with Mia. Um, uh, oh, and yeah. I like for Kirby, Kirby to be okay. Yeah. You know, it, it was so strange, too, how how uh, Jeff and Alexis were just like, mm, yeah, let's just not be together. It's cool. <laughs> we're all okay yeah. about this. But you know, it's all about getting Blake's money. But just, it seemed like they decided yeah. pretty quickly to do this, stuff. Yeah. Like, sometimes there are conversations on shows, 
and you're like, couldn't they have had that conversation at another time in another place? Because right now it just seems kind of awkward. Well, that was one of Jeff that was one of those even, conversations for me. Jeff even brought that up himself. He said, "Do you really want to have this conversation right now?" <laughs> she just can't wait to be rid of him. <laughs> yeah, you know it's all about the money for her. Um. It would be kind of funny if there was some kind of trick where she got screwed over, to be honest. <laughs> the sooner, the better. <laughs> the sooner, the better, really? So you, you really don't like Alexis? I, I don't like, I, I like, I kind of like her way of thinking in one way, but I guess I don't like the way she screws people over in the other way, you know? And obviously I prefer she be in jail. Yeah. So I don't know what you think about all that. <laughs> you really should be in, at least, you know, in a psychiatric ward or somewhere. I don't know. It's, it's definitely that kind of behavior. And you can, you know, kill the people you killed and then just kind of go on with life like it's no big deal. Without any every, accountability. And expect everyone to accept it as like, oh, well, you're done and you're moving on. Well, yeah, it's a little psychotic. So what I would like to see resolved in the next few episodes is how Fallon and Liam are doing. Um, like, uh, Liam, I, I, I hope he's okay. Because, oh, excuse me. I, Wait, who fell in the pit? So much happened. It was Somebody. Evan and Blake. It, it, or was it... Evan and Blake, yes. Because Liam Evan and Fallon... Yeah, Liam is still on the stage with Fallon. Okay, see, you were right. It did happen so quickly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you're kind of looking and boom, it's all and gone. And you're like, which of the dudes fell? There's three of them. Which of the two fell down there? But yeah, I... Um, I hope that Evan is is gone and we get to focus on Liam and Fallon's marriage. See how that's going. And I'm also curious about Dominique. What's going to happen with her piece of the manor or the mineral rights to it. Right. Um, That was another thing. We forgot about Ryan and, and his weird behavior. Because I, I can understand that he likes Sam and he wanted to see him, but all the lies just start stacking up really fast. Um, and maybe it, was, maybe it was just because he didn't, maybe he's a bad liar, which is a good thing. Um, I'm glad that Sam checked everything out. And maybe I already said this. Um, but I just want to emphasize that if he is a good guy, then I think it would be worth them exploring it. So. I'm glad they're going to try it. It's just Sam needs to keep his eyes open. He's still one of my favorite people in the show. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorite characters in the show, too. And I think that he has such amazing style. Yeah. Uh, like that, the the shirt that he was wearing in, in the first episode. I loved it. I loved the pattern on it. And even the collar had some kind of plant pattern that was separate from the pattern of the rest of the shirt just everything about about his decor uh his dress like 
the one earring that I think he's had that in all seasons, right? The the one earring. I actually didn't notice what Sam was wearing. I noticed what Jeff was wearing, but I'll let you finish with Sam first. Well, yeah, just ever in every single scene, I liked what he was wearing, especially at the very beginning of the first episode. And uh, Fallon, even if I personally don't like what she's wearing, in my opinion, she pulls everything off. Everything just looks amazing on her. Um, so I noticed what Jeff was wearing, and I thought that was a cool suit for him. Um, I kind of like the way they dress him sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. This week, I like that kind of green and kind of blue suit that he was wearing. At first, I didn't. But then, the more I looked at, looked at it, I did. And I'm glad that Alexis kept her boobs inside her dress uh, <laughs> for the wedding day. So tired of looking at them. Um, it just seems like that she dressed like a normal mother of the bride, um, as opposed to how she dressed sometime, which is so weird and over the top, hanging out of her shirts and blouses, and I don't know what's going on with that. But um, I'm glad that, that they had her dressed like, you know, like she had a little bit of class. I did like her wedding day attire. It was really yeah, pretty. Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was that. like classic slash a little dash of 80s thrown in there. Yeah, very gold. Um, yeah, there was something that came to my mind and it's totally gone again. But yeah, so guys, um, looking forward to more Dynasty. I hope that you are. Um, that is, as you'll notice, <laughs> one of my favorites. And... Let me know if you have anything else you want to share, Ash. That's all I got. Cool. So next week, we will be sharing a review for Nancy Drew. Um, So I guess we'll see you then. This podcast is sponsored by Magical Limitless Manifestations. You can follow them on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash limitless manifesting. This company helps you to live a better life by training you to have better patterns of thinking to achieve your goals in your life. Receive your complimentary consultation by responding at the Instagram site with I am in.
welcome back to Let's Talk Television with Ashley and Renee. Hey. And today we are reviewing Legacy, Legacies, episode 311. You can't run from who you are. I can't believe we've already watched 11 episodes. I had no wow. idea it was number 11. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, it, it was, um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I liked it. And um, I liked it overall, I guess. The whole thing with Cleo, though. <laughs> really that's the that's the part that bothered you <laughs> well it's like they're supernatural beings how many of them had to sit around and have someone you know ignite their supernaturalness it's like they should just have allowed her to be herself Instead of pressuring her to be amused. That's not how muses work. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird that they that they even did that. You said that you what did you say? And that's what bothered you? <laughs> what bothered you? Well, like you, I you sounded a little bit hesitant when you said, <laughs> I liked this episode. And I felt the same way. I I liked some parts of it, but something was a little bit off about it to me. Um, I don't know. I I really liked the the MG and Ethan storyline, their mm-hmm. own storyline about how they're the superhero and the sidekick, and then the the deal with Finch and. And Lizzie and, you know, I just, I pretty much liked, I guess, the plot B story. Would you say that the plot A device was Hope and Landon and the Barbalong? Or would you consider that plot B? Oh, you mean the strolling hand in hand, hand through the post apocalyptic hellscape <laughs> yes yes to be to be specific <laughs> you know you know as far as them and if you compare it to what was happening with Alaric and then you compare it to what was happening with Josette and then you compare it to what was happening with Finch there was a lot going on. <laughs> there was a lot going on. And I think that's what felt a little bit off to me. It there was, was too so much many going characters. On. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, I think that was kind of a problem. It was kind of spread a little thin. And then they had to kind of wind it all together. Which apparently was... The purpose was to have everyone doing their own thing. Um, I mean, it could have worked. It was just a lot. (laughs) I think that it could have worked if they all came together for some commonality in the end. But it was just too many 
Give me frayed edges. Yeah, too much and going he, on. Yeah, and even Ethan was by himself for a while. Yeah, that was weird. Spread him out, and then um, Josie was by herself, per se, for a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay. She so was by take... herself, just with her, her with dark herself. side. Her, she was, <laughs> she was uh, with herself. Yeah, yeah. She was with herself and herself. Um, I, I like the sassy, the sassy part of her. Like, really, you could have just asked yourself. I mean, you did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, she did it anyway. Right. Um, I like that. I like that part of her better than that. Oh, I'm quiet as a church mouse. I don't know what to do. That's just not, that's, that's not, that's like a broken side of her. You know, that's not, I don't think that's her true nature. You know, her nature that's is so more funny. like a, kind of like a mini version of Lizzie, you know, but not that, not that small. She's like pulling herself to this small version of herself. And I don't think that that's not really her. That's um, so funny. I actually feel kind of the opposite in terms of likability. I don't really, I'm not too keen on her dark side. It <laughs> seems a little bit over-exaggerated to me. Well, that's what I mean. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is she has to have part of it to be her. Yeah. She doesn't, she can't be separated from it because she seems too small. Like she's, I can't yeah. do this. I can't go here. You know, it's like she was telling herself she has to have her witchy side, which apparently is connected to the spark that's in her that creates the whole person. And even though it seems like it's darker, she just needs to learn to balance the two. She needs to learn to balance it. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that episode from the old Charmed where, uh, Prue is split into three different personalities. Yeah. And they're all very distinctly different. Mm -hmm. But then one of the Prues says, Oh, this is part of you. You know, you just never let it out. That's kind of what it's like, right? Right. Exactly. And then um Lizzie showing up to berate MG. Um, like she's never done anything wrong. Um, <laughs> she's always using I, him. I saw what she did. <laughs> that girl right. is always using MG. Oh my goodness. But it, it's good to know what Finch is all about. Um, how did that... you feel about how she used Finch? Um, used? What do you mean used? Well, uh, because she, how she wanted um, MG to, I don't remember what it's called. It was like the, the mind thing where mind, they go, go through her mind. Yeah. Where they go through her memories. No, I think that was a good idea. There's no way to find out without going to the source of the problem. She said she never killed anyone. She just didn't remember. And she didn't actually kill them. She just did what she was told as a child. You know, um, do you agree that Lizzie should not have told her sister 
about Finch? Uh, no, I still don't agree. Okay. She, that's the thing. She needs to be able to make her own choice. Yeah. That's part of the being too protective of Lizzie, the Lizziness. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it's going to come out in the end anyway. Um, I think that was just maybe just a way to kind of, I don't know, delay it even more. But um, <laughs> Finch just does not like Lizzie. <laughs> yeah, no, Finch sure. does not like Lizzie. I think for good reason. She's like um, a freight train sometimes. <laughs> I think the, the end result, like you said, of them finding out that Finch had actually killed somebody was was good to know, maybe in respect to Lizzie and her sister and and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Finch finding out though? Do you think yeah. that she's going to want to have that memory erased? Um, I don't know. I would you want to have it erased? I mean, honestly, I would think it would be just good to know what happened because here she's thinking she's the only one. And now, you know, we know there's more. Maybe this is just all to be able to set her up to get her in the Salvatore school by the end of the season or something. Um, because it's not like she can't be roaming around by herself. Now that Lizzie and MJ know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like true. the word is out. The word and is also, out that there's another werewolf in town. The sidekick knows too. So, you know, the people that know just, you know, numbers getting higher and higher. So, in a way, I guess it's all the same people. But still, now that they know why, it's it, it's more of an innocent thing. It wasn't like, uh, well, with Roth, it was innocent too. But it's just because people don't talk about these things. You don't know. This is what happens when you don't discuss your history. Yeah, that's true. She thought she was the only one. Does she not have the internet? Seriously. (laughs) Seriously, though. Maybe she only has encyclopedias. When she. (laughs) That's probably why. Got to get the internet, girl. (laughs) Seriously, if you had something like this going on with you, would you not at least Google it? But to answer your question about would I want to have my memory erased, I I was wondering that. And, you know, I think not because everybody has some painful memories. And sometimes you think, oh, I wish that I could just erase it from my memory. But then it also helps make you who you are. Right. That's true. Yeah, and also it's according to what it is. <laughs> you know, it's according to what it is and where you are when you find out about it. Yeah. You know, what what headspace that you're in when you find out. Is it something that's traumatic versus something that's just painful or hurtful? Or interesting or fascinating. Or, yeah. You know, because you know, I found out some things. And to me, they were just like, well, that makes sense. Okay, now I understand. Yeah. You know. 
that makes yeah, if you, a lot I more mean, sense. If you have something traumatic happen, I would say that it's something that I wouldn't want to remember unless you don't want it to happen again to you or to someone else. Yeah. And, you know, being aware of it is even good. You know, just to be aware that it that it happened and just letting it go. You know, I think there's a ways to deal with it, too. Just going to have to let it go. Oh, this is who I am. This is who I am. Does she want to do more history? Was it just, you know, the family members she knew about? Was there a long line of them? Or did something happen? And what happened? Again, she avoided happening to someone else. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at it, you know. Oh, there's so many ways, so many angles you can look at yeah. it from. So as far as the walk through the hellscape with our favorite hero and her <laughs> boyfriend. And uh, her boyfriend. Hope and Landon. Yeah, that was just disgusting oozing alien-like encounter that just, was that was so gross oh it just did it even go with this show i feel like when they I, top themselves every week with every new monster that they introduce when I, when I think about oozing i don't think of legacies no you know when, when i think of legacies i think of weird kind of witchy monsters or fairies and gremlins or you know necromancers and and you know I don't know oozing not so much oozing not so much <laughs> they're really great with the weird the creepy like that leprechaun oh creepy yeah god that leprechaun was probably the scariest thing I've seen on that show. Uh, yeah, they do. They do creepy and and weird and scary really well. Yeah, uh, but but oozing oozing not so much. That thing was disgusting. But what I found really funny was that I was wondering if it was going to turn out to be a real person because yeah. I don't know if you yeah. noticed this, but. The thing was wearing like a uh, shorts, like I, th- like I I thought it might be a person too, like uh, like uh, like basketball shorts or whatever. That's what it looked like. I was like, like you could see the elastic band at the waist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did mm. did they just miss something, or is he supposed <laughs> to be a person behind? It used this to monster? be a person, I think. Maybe. Yeah, probably used to be a person because yeah, that just drew me away from the scene. I don't remember what the history exactly was that the fairy guy talked about because he actually he only talked about the monster itself. I don't think he went into like you know on Supernatural sometimes they have like the background of the Wendigo the and they talk about what you know what made this person the the Wendigo. So I don't think they talked about what made this monster. They just talked about it as a monster. They just talked about it as a monster. Unless you remember hearing something else. I don't remember hearing anything else. Okay. Because, yeah, it could have started out as a monster. 
Yeah, and then we maybe because then it would be like, well, why are they that way now? You know, why why do they show up in the prison world? They had to come from somewhere. You know, maybe maybe it would have just given us too many questions. <clears throat> I still want to know why it was wearing those <laughs> elastic band shorts, though. That was hmm. so strange to me. And how is why is it related to the game he played? Maybe it's going to go back to something to do with the game because he was saying this is something from a game him and Landon played. Maybe that's going to be connected to the <clears throat> other episode. Because I why is this? Is. Why is this monster showing up from a game they played? Yeah. And this then, is almost like a two-parter episode. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, yeah. Oh. I know what this is. I know what this does, you know, and it's like, okay, but then it happened so fast with everything else going on. You didn't really think about it at the time, except that, oh, he had an answer that they needed, you know? Yeah, I thought that they had maybe somehow manifested it into reality from the game mm -hmm. since he was saying, oh, it's from it's from D&D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, possibly related to to that and then the necromancer being chopped up like that that was gross that was so gross i don't like that sorry and I'm then just... the thing started to eat his understand. when it started to eat his arm that's what drove me over the edge i just especially since i was eating myself at the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that could be a problem <laughs> Yes. So what did you think about Hope actually turning into one of those creatures or starting oh. to turn? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it makes sense um, that if she gets scratched by it or something, that it would transmutate, you know, through the realms. Um, yeah, she looks so creepy, you know, with those. I'm, I'm still thinking alien when I see those teeth, you know. I love that movie's Alien, <laughs> um, with all of you know all those rows and rows of teeth. Um, and then, yeah, Landon so that said, was Is unusual. It's so weird that I'm attracted <laughs> that I'm still attracted to her. I know, totally, just not time for that. <laughs> but then, uh, for him to say that, find out that there's a reason that he's yeah. still attracted to her. Yeah, I know. I thought that, but then it was just like really. Now, <laughs> yeah, I thought I it was kind it was, of funny. Yeah, I thought I think in, in the moment it was meant to be a joke, but it probably means more. Yeah, maybe. yeah. In the moment, it was meant to be a joke, but then as we start to close out the episode, uh, I don't remember what his name is. The 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 dorky fairy, fairy guy. What's his name? <laughs> The fairy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dorky fairy guy. Um, you know, he says, he points out all of these things about Landon, like how he yeah. doesn't remember some specifics about about the game, and even though Landon loved it, he doesn't remember specifics, and um, what else did he say that Landon didn't remember? I don't know. It just it seemed to him that it was important to Landon that he didn't understand how he could forget it, even just, you know, like in the moment, like he did. 
yeah like, you know he brought up even though it's something other things yeah. also and he pointed it out to hope and he says i think there's something wrong with langdon right he and you know, know what, I was what actually, I know. I was actually wondering about that myself when Landon first uh, came back. You know, it, it seemed it seemed too easy. It, he just he kind of like assimilated again too easily. You know, it didn't seem like there was any leftover residue of him being in the prison world, and so. That, that thing that thing remember in the last episode that thing that came up and cut off hope's hair in landon's too mhm yeah there's got to be some kind of connection there so when my thought no okay cuz i did watch this twice when <laughs> i went back i believed that perhaps landon is the necromancer Ah. Um, but when I was watching it the second time, I couldn't figure out how that would be, except now that you're saying this, it makes me think it's still possible because he's been awfully chipper. And when he was talking like the necromancer, it just Uh, seemed way too natural. Like. His totally. impersonation was spot on to the so, point where I thought that he actually, they actually dubbed that scene. And I thought that maybe the necromancer might have had a little crush on hope. And that for some reason, it's really him. Because that was the thing about those. He's just so peppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Landon was more like, um, um, he was happy, but he was also prone to being down because of the whole hopes hero and I'm human thing, right? Yeah. Um, but still, I don't know. And that's what the fairy brought up too. He yeah. he mentioned how how perky he seemed. Perky, yes, that's the word. <laughs> it's a little too perky. <laughs> does he have Does he have Dean's perky nipples? Dean's perky nipples. (laughs) That's the first thing I thought of when he said perky. Yeah, that's hilarious though. But yeah, he's walking by, smiling. And yeah, he did stab her in the heart. I don't know where people's hearts are these days. I thought they were more toward the middle of their chest, but apparently it's closer to under your arm, but okay. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) check. You know, I... I, that didn't occur to me, but I think you're right. I bet you that Landon is actually, or the necromancer is actually Landon. And so do you think that Landon is still in the, the prison world? Maybe he's the one with this, with the, with the underpants. <laughs> you're talking about the stretchy pants. <laughs> Oh God. Oh God. No, no. I hope not. That would be horrible. So but what yeah, is he, the he could probably be anywhere though. What is he the would... connection to the, the thing with the what did, what did it have like a skeletal face? I can't even quite remember, but it was, it was just a, a blob terrible. like a blobby. No no uh for the last episode, not 
Oh, before now? Yeah, before this last episode when um that thing came into Hope's room and cut off oh, her hair. You know what? I don't remember the I don't remember the personage of it. I just saw the part where it was cutting the hair. And I was thinking that they were going to use it for something. Maybe it, I guess it could be like a shapeshifter thing. Yeah. But why cut both the hairs if you're only going to do one person? I don't know. That's that's the mystery that we have to unravel. Oh, so and that was, it. I think, the second or third time that we saw that figure. Yeah, I don't remember that figure. My, you know what I'm thinking of is when Landon was interacting with the necromancer in that episode. And, you know, they're having this conversation, this, that, and the other. I'm thinking maybe somewhere along that time <clears throat> because I just I guess I just can't imagine he would be so low on power that he couldn't do some tricky something even in the, the prison romancer yeah I mean he had all this powers they're just not going to be totally gone I mean I'm guessing it's him maybe it's something else no I'm with you on on that I, I think that it probably is the necromancer. And there's All the so points many are just monsters. adding up to that. But what, what happened to Malivore? Like, he was hanging out as the dad a while back. Did They obviously didn't kill him because they're still trying to kill him. He just disappeared? Oh, we know he didn't just disappear. I mean, he hasn't been, know. he hasn't shown up in any episodes recently, <laughs> is what I'm saying, disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's the figure. No. I, I don't know. I don't know where he is. I'm sure he'll make a huge appearance soon enough. Lots of questions, guys. And another question that we, that I have is, um, what is Ethan's fate? Ethan. When MG come when MG comes into to the barn and sees that uh Ethan is wounded because he was playing superhero all by himself. We don't well, we don't know exactly what he was doing. If he can't be saved naturally, we can save him supernaturally. Of course. Just one bite. Just one bite. Just one bite. Now, we knew that or, this was going to happen. We knew that this was going to happen when they teamed up. That or, Ethan was going to somehow be hurt. Yeah. I mean, you you play with, you know, you play with heroes, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a casualty. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what he was hoping for. <laughs> um, And also, he... MJ could have his witchy friend help him. She could just heal him and spell him. I think that that's... I don't know. I, You know, I actually like Ethan as MG's sidekick. Really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I feel like they have some kind of connection. like, Or I just feel like that they've gone through the storyline too fast. What has it been? Two two possibly three episodes 
that we have just, MG and Ethan teaming up together. I just feel like if you're a superhero, you need to keep your identity private. That's all I'm saying. Once you start telling people, it just goes downhill. Like Ethan being wounded. Yeah, that too. No, if it's going to be a secret, it has to be a secret. If it's not a secret, then just tell everybody. (laughs) I'm being facetious when I say that, but you know what I mean. You never know who's going to see something or hear something or, you know, they're always talking. You never know what the winds know. What's going to get caught up in the wind? I heard someone say, say such and such. And next thing you know, we got, you know, men with guns at the Salvatore school. Now, do you think. Again. (laughs) Do you think that Ethan is actually going to die? Or do you think that they're supernaturally going to bring him back? No, I don't think he's going to die. No. I think that. it's going to be fun when MJ finds a way to save his friend. Maybe he'll well, let him choose or maybe he won't. <laughs> so but do I mean, you think it's possible that uh, he might make him a vampire? I think it's possible, but it's really probably going to be according to who's present when it, you know, when he comes around. Is Lizzie going to be hanging out? Or is it just going to be MJ? You know, because I think if she's there talking in his ear, it could be a whole different story <clears throat> than him, who seems to have such a tender heart. You know. Yeah, Lizzie does seem to influence MG a lot, and she uses that to her advantage. Yeah, she's a girl. Hence, <laughs> hence what happened with uh with Finch, and how we discovered her actual memories and by the way that's those scenes when uh finch was young she looked exactly like the same version (laughs) no 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 no. she looked exactly like the kid version of i think her name is is maya in supernatural maya from supernatural Mm -mm. maya uh she was supposed to be in the wayward sisters spinoff she okay. uh, she was like a a seer for the, the wasteland, the parallel, the parallel world. Okay, there's so many people in Supernatural, you can't. <laughs> but yeah, and I thought I and I thought I'd met them all. I don't remember that one. <laughs> remember when uh hmm. when Dean wanted her to save their mom, and she okay. said no. Yeah, it's it's not clicking with me. Go back and watch it and you'll see that that little girl looks like her twin. It could have been really spooky. It could have been her. The little girl is too young to be her. Well, do we know how how old any of these people are? I know, yeah, most of the people are older than they seem, of course. Um, Yeah. They did a good job about matching her up. As they far did. As being a, young, a younger version. That's what yeah. I, that was the first thing I thought. Was that, oh, they did a really great job with that. You know, where sometimes not so much, but this was a good job. You could tell right away who she was supposed to be. 
I did want um, to see more of the flashback scenes, though. I, I feel that they didn't last long enough. Um, I think that even though Lizzie did it heavy-handedly, it was a perfect way to find out the truth. Oh, yeah, it was a perfect way to find out the truth. I just, I think uh, as we were talking earlier about how they had too many storylines going on, that affected this one also. Because I really, I think it would have been more interesting if they had spend, spent more time with right. memory flashbacks. Maybe they'll right. do that in the future? Yeah, may, maybe now that the door is open, she'll have some of her own. Mm-hmm. Because obviously she had a door closed because she wasn't remembering. She yeah. wasn't remembering it properly. Because if she'd remembered properly, she would have known the answer. But I'm sure at the time she was scarred by the loss of her only relative. Oh, yeah. And that's something when something like that happens to you, especially if you're really young, you tend mm-hmm. to repress it. And then right. she called Lizzie a monster for rem- for right. bringing that memory back. But right. MG, MG tells Lizzie that she is not a monster. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I wouldn't exactly say that Lizzie is a monster, but she can be a a brat, a selfish brat. Well, of course, she's not a monster. It's just an expression for why did you make me go through such pain for five seconds? You know, yeah, it was just an exaggeration because <laughs> she already was on her bad side to begin with. <laughs> I mean, she started out angry with her. It's not like she was going to be not angry with her all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I have my own opinions about Lizzie. Oh, and what? But what? What is your opinion about Lizzie? I feel that at her heart, at the heart, Lizzie is, she's a good person. But you have to dig really, really deep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that so many of her motivations they're just they're very selfish she does do things to help protect her sister but I feel that her motivations are still extremely selfish I feel that lots of times she doesn't do what's in Joe's best interest it's what she thinks is right for her sister she, she's very insecure yeah <laughs> and that's what insecure people do. Right. So she pretends she's helping her sister by actually helping herself. Yes. <laughs> so is the ways of the world. <laughs> yes. So we ran through that over quite a bit of time. Um, but did we hit everything? <laughs> Guys, let us know if we missed anybody. Uh, actually, I know there, like you said, there's so many storylines weaving through this episode. We didn't hit on Cleo and Caleb. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel that's so pushed. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't see it. The chemistry is not there. No. Not at all. No. I really like Caleb. I would say he's actually probably one of my favorite characters. Yes. And 
I like I like Cleo. I really do. I still feel that we don't know everything about her character and I'm pretty still, much anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm still very suspicious of her, but she's still very charismatic. So I have to say I'm drawn to her character, but just together there's no chemistry. Nope. I agree with you that it seems pushed. Yes, as it tends to be sometimes. <laughs> Although, you know, one of my favorite parts of the episode was her skirt. I loved her skirt. So Yeah, I thought we were gonna make it I thought we were gonna make it through. (laughs) We're gonna make it through and avoid the fashion part. You know, and it's so funny. I'm so into fashion. But on these shows, I just I don't know. I think maybe just so much going on. I actually, oh, if I had no, to, if I, I had to vote, if I had to vote, though, I did notice Josette's outfit was quite prim and proper. Was and I actually, actually, outfit. actually preferred it. Her nice side or her dark side? Her, her nice her, side with her little tweed skirt and her little bow. <laughs> I thought that was. I really like. I, I liked the bow with cute. the jacket, but my favorite, my favorite thing in the episode was Cleo's mini pleated A-line red skirt. I loved that. I adored okay. it. Okay. Well, you have your vote. I have mine. <laughs> I did. I did like uh, I did like Josie's little jacket, her cream colored jacket with a bow. I thought that was cute. But yeah, I just I love that skirt. Yeah, and <clears throat> I believe her outfit represented her state of mind. I'm Josette, and I just don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, you know, when they did show her dark that, side, that, she still that had outfit. that same bow. It's just that her, her outfit was darker. <laughs> yeah, but it was very, I don't know. I guess it was kind of like her whole, her, the outfit and the personality matched so well. I yeah. don't know what to do. Oh, I just don't know what to do. I need help. <laughs> and, and then she says, and to herself, she says, no, you know what to do. You're asking yourself. <laughs> and Joe's dark side is obviously inspired by Willow from Buffy. From the makeup to when she says, miss me. Willow in Buffy, her dark side says the exact same thing. You're the so Buffy it's expert. Definitely, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely for, for everybody that watches Buffy. We all know that it's a call out. And thank you for making it obvious. <laughs> to those <laughs> who those who know Buffy, it's obvious. <laughs> it's ob- For those who know Buffy, it is glaringly obvious. Yes. And you need to review Buffy for us one week. Because oh, I yeah. still haven't, I haven't gotten even close to going through I went through what maybe five seven nine episodes ever oh. this is like a random oh that's um, a travesty yes I know I liked it when I was watching it Buffy um, is my favorite tv show ever yeah at the time I I felt like I could get through Netflix because <laughs> I was on it so much 
I swear I'd reach the end of it. You have to do yourself a favor and go and go back and rewatch those episodes and the rest of the series. I even watched some Angel at one time. Angel is also very good. It's the darker side of Buffy. So depending on what mood I'm in, I'll either watch Buffy or Angel. Angel is for when I feel that the world looks just a little bit hopeless and you need to be inspired Hmm. to always do your best and strive to make things better. And uh, it's a little bit darker than Buffy. And Buffy is more like, you know, the, the superhero with the quirky wit and style. Hmm. Interesting. And when I want to, for some reason, wander into the the world of everything is awesome, I watch Merlin <laughs> and see how they sacrifice one another for they sacrifice their their safety for each other and it just shows such hope. And that that's your favorite show, Merlin. <laughs> And you know who's on both Buffy and Merlin? Anthony Stewart Head, who is superb. Oh, that's right. He's on both shows. Oh, so you're saying this means you gotta watch Buffy to see more of him. No, I'm saying that he has (laughs) great taste. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Great choices there. That's true. I forgot about him. King Arthur. Okay, I think we so, should we wrap it should up. Wrap it up. So, guys, coming up, our review for Dynasty. Dynasty is back, y'all. <laughs> I personally wanted to add a couple of corrections to this episode. Of course, a baby is a human child, and I should not have referred to it in a way that made it seem that it wasn't. And in the Dynasty episode, where we were talking about people having done things they shouldn't have done, like murder, we realized that Blake did murder someone. And so the bad behavior should not be accepted in society as a whole or on a podcast, which is why I'm bringing it up. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation overall. Have a great day.